Craft Beer Radio, episode 192 on October 3rd, 2011. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we continue our fridge cleaning exercise. This week we have a bunch of high alcohol beers. Surprise! Yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge here. Yeah, uh, like Greg said, you know, we've been working through uh, cleaning up the cellar and getting all the beers that really may or may not deserve to be in the cellar. They're kind of questionable. Out of the cellar, into the fridge, get those drank because really, what good are they sitting around the cellar for forever? Um, so basically, everything that's not a barley wine is in the fridge now. But the fridge is kind of full, so we're going to be on this track for a few more uh, weeks slash months. We'll see. I'm not sure what order science. I figure we'll just flip a coin. Well, the Pepe Nero is 6% alcohol by volume. Oh, okay. So let's do that first. All right. Then we can flip a coin because, yeah, at that point, the alcohol shoots up. All right. So we got a beer here from Goose Island. I brought this back from my trip to Chicago. This is Pepe Nero, 2011. It's a farmhouse ale brewed with black peppercorns. It's malted with Pilsner rye, crystal rye, and black malt. It's hopped with Pilgrim and Zots. It's uh, 6% alcohol by volume, 30 IBUs. It pours a very, a, a really, a pretty dark color for a farmhouse, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it pours like a short spear or something. You know, it's not black, black like a porter, especially when you're pouring it, you know, the, the stream of beer is translucent brown, you can see mm-hmm. through it. So yeah, I'd say something like a short spear. Excuse me. Brewed with black peppercorn. So we have had a black pepper beer before. <laughs> well, I have. I don't think I, I didn't bring it here. I had one in Japan. Okay. Uh, uh, remember, I told you about that. It was. It there's was a, just there's a, that brewery, uh, f- furthermore. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. They do that peppercorn beer. I've had uh, the Church Brewers does pepper. And I've had okay, so yeah, I had a, I had a really awful pepper beer that I told you about. I've had some that have not been so bad. The aroma on it isn't too too peppery. No. Now they say a roasted chestnut aroma. I don't really know the smell of roasted chestnuts. Did not really grow up with them roasting on the fire, so I can't say. <laughs> There's a little nuttiness to it. Um, I wasn't sure where I was going to go with it. I'm not, I don't think I'd still go all the way to chestnut, but I think it's a little nutty aroma in there. Hmm. Yeah, there's something there. I mean, I, I would. You can taste. Or if if there's a nut, I would pick out. Be hazelnut. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. That's a little more accurate. It has a little bit of a sweeter. Um, oh, well, not sweet's not the word I want to use, but it has kind of a of a toffeeish kind of uh, aroma to it. I would say sweet works. A caramelized type okay. thing. So. So took a sip, and a lot of things are clicking into place. Wow! It, it tastes like a farmhouse, right? Yeah, you know, it really does. You, it has so in tasting like a farmhouse. Let's see, what's that? It's um, it has a meat. Oh, that's good. <laughs> wow! I, I said that because a flavor came on late. Some caramel and toffee came on late, but up front, it's one of those ones that if you're blindfolded, I'm not sure you would say it's black from the, just the taste. It oh, has no, a, no, has no, a no, thinner no. body. I wouldn't call it that. It I has, think I may be able to pick out. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to pick out Saison because uh, the earthy and um, 
you know, the, the, the bet, I still think it's, it's a good descriptor, even though it doesn't sound great, but it's definitely a leathery mm-hmm. flavor. You're not leathery all the way to Brett, yeah. but there's this, there's this rusticness that, to it. I was thinking it's, it's more like, um, dried grass, hay, something like that, straw, get a little bit of that in there. And then there's a lot of phenols, you know, there's black peppercorns in here, but there's a plenty of pepperiness from the yeast and from the fermentation also. I'm not sure I really pick out the peppercorns as being a separate flavor. Nothing is really that potent that's standing out. Other than maybe a little zing of my tongue way late in the aftertaste. It's a little hotter than it should be. Not alcohol hot, but yeah. spicy hot, you know. Just a little bit of that, uh, that Piper Niagara coming through. I think the color is probably more of a you know aesthetic thing than anything else. I From... Pilsner rye, crystal rye, and black malt. I don't really taste the black malt all that much. Uh, but it definitely is interesting for a Saison to be black. Mm-hmm. But is it something along the lines of now we see a lot of black IPAs coming around? And I've, I've brewed black Saison for a couple of years now. Oh, okay. A Northern Brewer had a recipe kit, Saison uh, Noir. And I've uh, that was one I brewed three times trying to tune it in. I never really got super happy with it. I should go back to it again. But... Uh, now that I've had this, my uh, expectations are going to be a little bit higher, than I think. <laughs> so there was a little thing that happened last late last week called the Great American Beer Fest out in Denver. We didn't go this year because I was, uh, like I tweeted, um, I wish I was there, but I uh, needed to be a father this year. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do anything. Uh, 83 categories this year. Wow. Yeah. I mean... It, I won't read through the list. I don't have a concise list of some of the more interesting ones, but they have things broken out now. So they have fruit beer, fruit wheat beer are two different categories, and then they have field beer or pumpkin beer is its own category. Field beer would be like field like vegetables, like like a zucchini beer or something. The like third that. place beer in the field or pumpkin beer was turnip and beets by Bull and Bush Brewery. I gotta try that. <laughs> And then the first two, or uh, yeah, the first two are both pumpkin beers, uh, from Upslope and from uh, BJ's. Turnip and beets—that probably is awesome. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Turnips so much, and then like chocolates its own category, coffee's its own category, um, especially honey's its own category. So like it's very elemental now, very elemental. And then they have experimental indigenous beer. Which I guess means spontaneously. Well, no, because Hot Rocks was one of the winners there. I'm not sure what indigenous really means. Maybe historical. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, if you're talking about like an indigenous beer, would a a California Comets be an indigenous style? It it might be, right? I mean, because Hot Rocks Lager is a Stein beer, you know, brewed with Hot Rocks. Right. But it, it's made in San Marcos, California, not really indigenous to the area. So I'm not sure what that category means, per se. Um, American-style Brett, then you got wooden barrel-aged, and then you have uh, wooden barrel-aged strong beer, then you have wooden barrel-aged strong stout is its own category, wooden barrel-aged sour beer is its own category, aged beer, and then you have, um, yeah, so it's very, very elemental anymore. Uh, it's, 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 I think it's just going to show how much there is going on. In, in I, I think that that's, I think that even though Peter Bruchard hates styles, I think he might approve because there's more recognition of the differences that are available, even though, yeah. you know, 
so you you know there's not just one uh, strong ale. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of different you know things that can be that can be judged. Back to this Pepe Nero. It, once I get used to kind of the the farmhouse, the, you know that leathery thing, you know that really goes away, and I'm just tasting now, you know the the components of the beer, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. It is. I'm really, really enjoying this beer. Goose Island in uh, in Illinois in Chicago. Yeah, I was finishing it off, and I almost got a little tasted a little phenolic there. You know, a little um, or not a phenolic, but like a little bit of acetone or something. Just. It's not. It's hardly ruining the beer, but it's. Like, I think it's the pepper. It just it could be. It's just like something is just barely noticeable. So I don't know if that's an age thing or if it's just something like the pepper or not. It's hard to tell. But this, it's not. It's hardly bad, but it's something I noticed. This won a 2011 gold medal in the World Beer Championships for saison. Oh, okay. So yeah, I like it. I like it too. All right, next we will move on to, I guess, some big boys. There's your coin. Jeff asked for a coin so he could flip it and make the decision. So when I had four, I had an idea if I was going to do two flips the first, you know. But now that I have three, I'm not sure how I'm going to do the flip here. Well, we'll flip on the first two, the first one, and I will flip on the first and the third. Oh, okay. The first one. It's like this one. All right, we're moving on to a beer we got from the Lost Abbey. This is Judgment Day. Judgment Day. It is. Let's see. Gary hmm. Frank provided this beer for us. Thanks, Gary. Malted with two row wheat, medium and dark English crystal, special bee and chocolate malts, hot with Challenger and East Kent Goldings, proprietary Belgian ale yeast strain, adjuncted with dextrose and raisins, 10.5% alcohol by volume. Racial gravity of 1.092. And it is caged in cork, and Jeff is having a little bit of trouble getting that a, cork it's out. It's a tight cork, which is not a bad thing, right? It'll keep the uh, should keep the beer in a better state longer than a loose cork. This is the base beer for Cuvée de Tomé. Okay. Here we go. It is available in 750 milliliter bottles and on draft. I love that sound. Oh, that smells good. It smells that cork. So I guess you'd call this an imperial stout, or no? no I mean, sorry, a quadruple. It's a. Uh, it's at least a strong Belgian. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Let's see what we think once we taste it, instead of trying to categorize it. Because you know, the ingredients you read, raisins and all that stuff. Pours very clear, dark but clear. Dark. It's a pretty dark brown. Mm-hmm. Mm. It smells raisiny. Sure does. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so there's obviously dark fruits. I mean, raisins are, are very prominent here. Two-row wheat, medium and dark, English crystal, special bee, chocolate malt. It's got a lot of malt in it. It's got ale strains. Dextrose, I think, is there in, in, in standing for uh, Belgian candy sugar. Okay, and from the looks, ten point five. I would probably call this a quadruple. Let's let's see how it tastes. Yeah, Romona is big and malty. I'm getting 
Yeah, I mean, I think it smells like a barley wine, mostly. You know, it doesn't have too much Belgian aroma going on that I'm really picking out. That's a raisin quad. Is it a raisin <laughs> quad? <laughs> That's a raisin quad. Definitely. It's got uh, the deep, um, the deep sweet malts mm-hmm. and slight Belgian character uh, that is characteristic of quadruples. The raisins are, are pretty prominent. The well, they do on the back label call it a Belgian dark quad style ale. So there you go. I was thinking this doesn't taste. I'm not tasting any of the or too much, you know, phenolic or esters from Belgian yeast. It tastes very pretty clean to me. So, uh, you know, I would say if you're imagining a quad, think a little bit less spicy or a little bit less floral and and closer to a barley wine. I mean. Not not barley wine, barley wine, but I, no, closer. I, I don't I don't see it that way. I mean, I just had a Weyerbacher quad a couple of days ago, so I'm com- that's my main reference point. Comparing I, I guess, but I mean, like a barley wine is a lot sweeter than this, and um, it has more of a has more of, of a cloyness to it. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. cloying, but it has definitely more of a cloyness to it. This the sweetness is there, but it's 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 balanced against a, a good deal of hoppiness and. Um, you know uh, some nice phenols from the Belgian yeast, and those raisins there are are, are very strong and prominent flavor. With that chocolate malt is also kicking in, giving it some some you know big dark roasty notes too. This doesn't taste barley wine to me. All right, I don't argue with that point too much, but what it I, does taste is good. It does taste good. Think. Think chocolate covered raisins, um, with powdered sugar on top because it's a little bit sweeter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of caramel toffee in there. Mm. Take one of those, um, yeah, raisins like like there's the flavors from a raisin, but there's also some flavors from a Heath Bar in there too with those yeah. kind of toffee and chocolate car- uh, bits, plum notes too. Mm-hmm. Sugary plum notes. Yeah. Not tart. <laughs> I like it. You do? I, I think it's very good beer. I'm enjoying it. I'm not surprised that I'm enjoying there Judgment Day. There weren't too many local winners at the Great American Beer Fest. You know, uh, I'm going to have to you know, shout a couple local guys here. Uh, Trogues won for Bach again. They. It's just not fair entering Troganator. Mm-hmm. You know they win every year. They also won a silver for the uh, Sunshine Pills. Uh, Pennsylvania's uh, German Pilsners were a little underrepresented this year. Uh, they were the only one that won a medal. I like when I see like a two or three sweep in there. <laughs> um, Fatheads won two medals. Fatheads won the gold for Baltic Porter, Battleaxe, and the bronze for um, Headhunter. So. Like there was like 160 entries in the IPA category that came in third. 160 entries. That's your... something like that. It was you know it's always the biggest category. That's how you know a style is a little bit overexposed. <laughs> it's American IPA, man. It, it's the craft style. Mm. I guess that's 176 true. entries that came in third. I guess that's true. I guess it's it's the spicy tuna roll of breweries, right? Pretty much. Your IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that uh, specialty honey ale, Weyerbacher won for the 16th anniversary. Gold medal. 
and uh, that's pretty much it for the local brewers. Forgive me if I've uh, not mentioned anyone. Yeah. Excuse me while I kiss this There's guy. There's a lot of names to look through. Bethlehem Brew Works won uh, bronze for Old Ale. Oh, we were talking just last week about Bell's Expedition, right? Now, yes. I used to love it, and I don't love it as much. The Expedition won a gold medal for um, aged ale. <laughs> so I pulled out one of my old Expeditions uh-huh. that, you know, is like six years old. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, there you go. It's pretty good. It definitely is an aged ale. I mean, I always had the opinion that, you know, Expedition needs a couple years on it. But uh, I said last time I, you know, on the show we were talking and I'm like, it just doesn't live up to what I remember it being. Well, like I said, I pulled out a really old one just the other is it day. Just, is it because the licorice notes kind of start coming down? or Yeah, I mean, the one I had was a little beyond. It was just a, getting a little bit oxidized, but it was still, it was really rich, dark, and and the, it just had really melted together. It wasn't too hot anymore. It had nice, nice, nice uh, shape to it. Okay. And that was actually Bill's first gold medal at the GABF. Really? That's shocking to me. I have to I have to give that to Stan Hieronymus. I saw his tweet today and mentioned that. I, yeah, exactly. Everyone was shocked that they've never won a gold medal till this year. Bells make some good beer. I highly recommend their brewery. There's really... I'm trying to think if there's anything that I don't like that Bells makes. I'm not a huge fan of Oberon. I like Oberon. Uh, their brown ale. Or no, uh, Bells Porter. Porter brown ale. Which one is it? Bell's Porter. Not a big fan of that one, but I'll need to try it again because it's been a while. Let's do the wheat wine. Okay, so we have a... Uh... I've been looking at this in Jeff's fridge for a long, long time. This has been there for, God, two years? It's, it's been there for a while. Um, th- we've had this before. This is our second time we've having this. <clears throat> this is a Big Time Brewery's Old Soul Wheat Wine Ale. Uh, it won a gold medal, speaking of Brandon Beer Fest, in 2003. Uh, it's a summertime version of the barley wine made with 46% wheat and Warrior, Simcoe, and Amarillo hops. Original gravity 23.6, Play-Doh 9.75% alcohol by volume. Yeah, big times in Seattle, Washington. I actually was able to visit the brewery when I was out there for the beer cruise. Back in 2004, that was. Way this before Craft Beer Radio. Brewed on the Lunar New Year tapped on the summer solstice. Nice. I like that. I like the uh, the. That's interesting. I'm getting a, a, a minty, like peppermint type aroma off this. Like that's the first thing I'm noticing. I'm getting a pretty hoppy note from it, and if there's anything minty, then it's kind of an alcohol mixed with, um, you know, basically a strong alcohol aroma mm-hmm. from 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 the the. Large amount of alcohol is in here, I suppose. Here's another kind of local brewery. Uh, Flying Dog won the gold medal for barley wine with Horn Dog. I don't think I've ever had theirs. Never had Horn Dog? No. Oh, Horn Dog's good. Hmm. Is that, it's a good English style barley wine. Yeah. Oh. oh, I love oh, English styles. Yes, yes. <laughs> Those American ones can stick it compared to the English. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> English styles are, in general, better than American styles on almost all beers. Now, not saying that necessarily... Oh, that's, that's what I wanted to mention. For English IPA, Latitude 48 Hallertau Middelfra won the gold medal for English IPA. Huh. 
The Hallertau one. The Hallertau one. Which was like Pilsnery, in my opinion, right? It reminded me of uh, the Sly Fox Pills. You know, it had that, because Sly Fox Pills is an interesting beast. It's kind of ailey. It's not traditional German Pilsner. And the Latitude 48 Hallertau Middlefront really reminded me of that one. I'm surprised, but that's cool that one of those um, Latitude 48s won. The, um, anyway, I'm not saying that necessarily English brewers have the monopoly on English styles, because sure. they don't. Um, although, as far as I'm concerned, Fuller's has <laughs> one of the best <laughs> ESBs and porters around. Yep. Uh, but I love just, you know, the English style, the more maltiness, uh, the sweetness to complement those hops instead of going overboard with the hops, which I think a lot of American um, style breweries, not as much lately, but it was a big thing to jump out with the hops over everything. Mm -hmm. Old Soul Wheat Wine. That's tasty. It, it has... It's a wheat wine, right? It has Oh, man, it has some weird things going on there. It has... This it's very mellow with the age on this thing. It's not hot or sharp or anything. It's not nearly as sweet as a barley wine. It has a little bit of like a like a rye whiskey flavor or something going on in there. Yes, yes. There's or a weeded whiskey, perhaps. It's I like I really do like the upfront flavor. There's something there on the back of the flavor that's not quite harmonious. It's to me, it's a little. It, it's, it's almost a little like the, for me, it's like the hot bitterness is coming through. Yeah, in the coming back in the back door there, and and it's it, it's pretty mild. I'm glad the beer has the age it does because if it was much more bitter up front, um, or in the, you know anywhere, I think it would have a little off kilter. Excuse me, but I I, I like it. I think it's one of those things where, you know, we just had a, a very sweet, mm -hmm. uh, luscious beer, and the wheat and wine is kind of contrasting that with a lot of bitterness, and it, it's, the flight is affecting a little bit. I think that, um, you know, we're not having a lot of this one, very high alcohol again. Uh, if we were to have more of it, if you had, like, this is a 22-ounce bomber, you'd get used to that pretty quickly mm -hmm. and start to really enjoy uh, those, you know, those big... Up front, um, I, I, I'm liking I think this. I think it's really good. It's I'm just that it something, it, it the flight is causing a little mm -hmm. bit of a weirdness in the back, but that's not the beer's fault. I like how it's reminding me of like a rye whiskey or a weeded whiskey or something like that. And why does it remind me of that? It has this kind of um, grainy, uh, weedy, weeded type flavor, like oh how do I want to put it it's uh, nothing like the black ops from last like, week like if you made um, like if you took like uh, like made like crackers like you know like wheat crackers or something like that and something like a bread that wasn't too leavened and like a hard tack type of bread or something like that uh -huh. you know, like I'm getting like a flavor from that like a, a like you know like so made, if you made communion well, wafers <laughs> no out of wheat but like like a rustic grind type thing like, like big chunks and stuff so you got like like whole kernels of wheat and stuff in there you know that's kind of like the flavor that I, it's reminding me of i don't know i'm just trying to get a little better picture here but i don't think i'm doing a very good job i i can see some of where you're coming from there's um 
Yeah, there's kind of a multi-grain bread mm-hmm. kind of flavor there. Yeah, like maybe like the crust of one of those like nine-grain breads that have all yeah. the seeds on top and stuff. Yeah. You get a little bit of that going on. And I mean, look at the hops they use. The Warrior, Simcoe, Amarillo. Those are strong hops. They are. I think that this is good. I mean, in the flight and what I'm looking for right now, I'm glad this beer is as old as it is and not a hop bomb or much hoppier or much more bitter. Yeah. Um, I like how it's a, a sweet-leaning beer and everything is melded together and it has an interesting wheat flavor. I remember having wheat wines and I remember having this beer before. And I remember it being not as well integrated. It was a lot more... Sweet and hot, sweet and alcoholic, and different. But I think this is just a much better drink than I remember from before. So what you're saying is, if you get this, hold on to it for oh, a while. I mean, it's funny because how many times does my fondness of memory make a beer so good that it's never that good anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is one where I it works the opposite. That, yeah. I remember a beer that was decent and pretty good. But now it's really good. Now I'm setting the new benchmark. Yeah, It'll exactly. never be this good again. But, you know, it's nice to see that it's not always the case where I remember a beer being better than it really was. You know, it's nice to say, hey, this is improved. This one is a special one compared to what I've had before. Maybe this is the magic bottle. Maybe. <laughs> this is the one they sprinkled with pixie dust. Oh, that's good. All right. We got uh, Mr. Mike from San Diego. Sent us this one. This is a decadence from Alesmith. This is their anniversary ale. It has a big foil neck topper on it. It's their 10th anniversary. It's. <laughs> okay. Over the years, Decadence has been released as an English-style old ale, American strong ale, Imperial double red ale, Imperial porter, and most recently as a Dunkel Weizenbach. This one says it is the English style barley wine. I'm trying to see if there's a vintage on it. Um, 2008. 2008. So, I have. There's a link in the show notes to Decadence, but there's nothing about the actual beer. The ABV varies, the original gravity varies. So let's see here. Alesmith's Decadence Anniversary was originally brewed in 2005 to celebrate our first decade of business. Blah, 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 concocting, blah, 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 blah. 2008 is a traditional English-style barley wine, only the finest blah, 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 blah. Floor malted barley, English hops. Uh, true top cropping English yeast, intensely multi blah blah blah, blah overflowing blah blah blah, blah caramel blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> uh, classic English style. Uh, Join our anniversary celebration. Uh, well, we just mentioned how much we in like a English... cold, dark place for six to thirty-six months or longer. Do not refrigerate until ready to drink. Serve at fifty to fifty-five degrees for best flavor. Pour gently into a commemorative decadence ale glass. <laughs> They're really getting specific. It won't taste as good. Make, make in, sure, yeah. In the 21st Amendment, strong beer. Make sure you're above the 30th using. latitude. Make sure that the moon is only half full. English style barley wine, Greg. I know. We, I, I was just mentioning that we just talked about how much we like the English style barley wine. Here is one that purports to be. An English style barley wine. It has and a, they and they said you know thirty six months, so it's three years old. It has a uh, caramel 
like color. It has about uh, a quarter fingers worth of a very, very light head. It's slightly cloudy. Um, yeah, nice, nice, uh, thin, but but dense head on it. Hmm. I'm getting a little acetone off of that. Are you getting that? I wouldn't go with acetone. I'd go with cough syrup. <laughs> okay. It has a sweet, like, cherry cough syrup. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. There, there's something vaguely unpalatable <laughs> about that aroma. Or like, you know, cherry syrup or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, not what I was expecting. I was expecting something really rich and malty, like the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. you know. And I get this thing that's like, "Hey, it's it's a uh, tuss," you know. I uh, what's that tussin stuff or whatever? <laughs> Robitussin. Robitussin. Yeah. Yeah, medicinal cherries. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that instead of acetone. That makes more sense. Yeah, I'm not pick up acetone at all, but I can see why it's certainly confused. It certainly has that medicinal character to it. That's just the aroma, though. I mean, it's not horrible, horrible aroma. I mean, I'm kind of swirling a little bit. I'm smelling a little bit more. It's, it's not an air freshener, you know? It's mm. not one of those where... Because we've had those beers where she's like, Oh, my God, I want to smell this all day. It does smell like big cherry. I mean, more I smell it, it's, mo- it's starting to turn into cherry pie a little bit. There's still a... Mm, and I think it may be... I don't think it's... I haven't tasted it yet. I think it could be hops that are causing... Really? Yeah, even... So I don't know whether it's an English style. Yeah, we'll I think it might be t- going towards cherry pie, but I'm tired of, of smelling. I'm going to give this a taste. Ew. Mm. That's sweet. It tastes like there's cherries added to it. It's like, oh, it's sour. Ew. Yeah. Really weird at the end. It's almost a little burny. Tastes like burning. It 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 has a medicine-y flavor to it. It it it, it has a robotussiny mm-hmm. flavor. Uh, it tastes like I'm eating poison berries. It has this burny thing going on. I think this thing, um, unfortunately, is oxidized pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Oof. I can give it another sip here. It's, you don't want to throw away a decadence, right? But this one's messed up. We've yeah. had it before. It's, it, it's not a classic English style barley wine. Nope. Now it's here we go. It's something. I'm I'm done with that. Oh, second sip was worse than the first. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh well. That's every once in a while. That uh, bottle has been ruined. Sorry. Sorry, everybody, and especially sorry to Mike. Thank you for uh, sending it, but... You know, it's, it's a barley wine that said age for 36 months, so we didn't really break the rules, but... Yeah. That was yucky. That um, that did not turn out to be very good. Oh, well. Like you, like Jeff said, we've had it before. Well, I don't know if we've had that one. Well, yeah, I don't remember which one we had. Uh, we could go back. It was the uh, beer the beer safari Christmas thing. We did it, right? We got it from the guys that... Um, Dude night, um, you know, Phil from uh, My Life is a Foodie. Greg's rinsing out his glass with a, a little bit of the uh, old soul wheat wine. 
That's what I'm going to say on my mouth with. I'm trying to, I yeah, want to get some yeah, of that flavor yeah, out. That's what I meant to say. So you want to hmm. pull out another beer or do you but want to rank? I, I, I think that we deserve to have another beer in here. All right. Let's pause and get something new. So we talked about the Weyerbacher Quad, Jeff said. So let's talk about their Oak Age Quad, Blasphemy. This is 11.8%. It's a spring seasonal from Weyerbacher. Uh, Oak Aged. Quadruple. In bourbon barrels. They uh, they do a... I, like, I love their naming scheme for their barrel-aged beers. So they have Blithering Idiot. Their barrel-aged version of that is Insanity. So they go from Idiot to Insanity, right? They have Heathen for their Imperial Style. It goes from Heathen to Heresy. Right. And they go from... Uh, you know, the quads is a little bit different. Quad just goes to Blasphemy. But I, I like how they have that progression for a lot of their barrel-aged beers. You can, uh, you can smell the... Smell the oaky vanilla aroma on this one. This is a more typical quad color. It's it's a it's actually lighter mm-hmm. than than most quads. Actually, it's a uh, it's a kind of dark tan, closing in on caramel. I forgot to mention that a uh, local brewery is Erie Brewing won uh, bronze for fruit beer for their derailed black cherry ale. Well, let's talk about some. Other like national and other stuff because we don't we're not just talking about. I know, I mean, but there's I mean there's so I didn't want to go reading off. Yeah, yeah, winners yeah, list, yeah. right? So what angle do I take? And well, pick ones that you know things that we're familiar with, things that we like. Wow beers. Are there any wow beers in there that that you would say jump out at you? Um, I'm sure there was. Uh, raspberry tart won gold for um, fruit beer as it should. Raspberry tart from. Nuclears. Oh, okay. The uh, the silver medal winner in the Urban Spice Beer was a beer called LSD. For shame. <laughs> that was from uh, Minneapolis Town Hall Brewery. Uh, chocolate beer. Sam Adams Chocolate Bock won both silver and bronze. <laughs> oh, no, no. The silver was Chocolate Chili Bock. I've never had Chocolate Chili Bock. No. And you haven't dropped it on my driveway either. No, I have dropped the chocolate box on Jeff's driveway. Firestone Walker won best the medium brew pub, and uh, Chuckanut won best small brew pub or brewery for both of those. Small brew pub was Pizzaport Ocean Beach. Large brew pub was Pizzaport Carlsbad, <laughs> and uh, best large brewing company was Paps Brewing Company. Hmm. Um, here we go. Specialty beer. Here's an interesting one. So, it's category nine, specialty beer. Gold medal, hazelnut brown nectar from Rogue Ales, which is one of the regular lineups, right? It came in, it, it bested uh, Chateau Jaihu from Dogfish Head and uh, Denver Beer Company with a graham cracker porter. Now, that sounds like fun. That does sound like fun. Well, okay, we're smelling let me put it this way Re- research graham crackers. Graham crackers aren't fun. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, but they sure taste good now. Yeah. That reminds me, remember that gingerbread beer we had from... Uh, 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 Somewhere. Oh, it's... Some brewery. Uh, bison, bison Brewing? That sounds, uh, that sounds like it, yeah. There's a buffalo on it. I'm trying to think. It's not Flying Bison, because that's in New York. So I think it's Bison Brewing. It's out in Oregon. Um, but they're gingerbread. Oh, 
that was crazy because it tastes like gingerbread cookie in a glass and that was that was many years ago we had that the aroma on this Weyerbacher uh, blasphemy is um, it's not tons of oak it's not tons of Belgian it's there's a little Belgian a little sweetness in there it doesn't smell too sweet or anything it, it, uh, the quad that I had more recently was a lot uh, sweeter aroma-wise than this one. I'm getting almost a brown sugary kind of aroma mm -hmm. to it. Sure. Big oak, big whiskey oak flavor. Yeah, you're beer. not kidding. The way Weyerbacher does their oaking is they have a barrel broker. And all their barrels are one-time use, fresh from whiskey. And once they're done with them, they sell them back to the barrel broker. So they get a very consistent product. They have a short, steep time in the barrel, aging time in the barrel, and they get a consistent product. And they found when they tried to use it a second time, it took a much longer, wasn't as consistent. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the Weyerbacher oak beers have this very strong vanilla whiskey flavor to it. Um, I used to think they didn't, you know, empty the bourbon from the barrels <laughs> before they made the beer. Um I don't have so much have that opinion anymore, but they definitely go for the big vanilla wood flavor in in these oak age beers. You can, I mean, I felt it as soon as I took a sip. It's it's got that um, that airy alcoholness to it that comes with you know with spirits. So here's an interesting uh, or category from the GABF: gluten free beer. Gold went to um, gluten-free lemon pale from Strange Brewing Company, Denver, Colorado. Uh, New Grist from Lakefront Brewery and won the silver. And uh, Steely Axe White Kettle House Brewing Company in Missoula, Montana won the bronze. So a lot of breweries are making gluten-free beers now. You, you know, I think Redbridge from Anheuser-Busch is a good gluten-free beer. Well, for, I, it was compared to the other ones we had. I enjoy that. I mean, yeah, I I enjoy that beer. I think it tastes good. Um, and it, you know, there's at least it's hardly a statement of the industry that there's three beers better than Redbridge, but it's interesting because I, when I was looking through the list the first time, I expected to see Redbridge in the list and it yeah. wasn't there. I'm like, hey, a lot more people are making gluten-free beers now, and I'm not surprised that the craft guys can come up with some pretty good gluten-free beers. It, it it's good because I'm sure we don't have a lot of listeners who have celiac disease, so not We're typically a lot of people, not beer geeks. Yeah, so, but maybe you have somebody in your family. Who has the disease and won't drink beer for that reason? And those may be some good examples of something you can maybe give them to try. Category 20, wood and barrel aged beer. The gold medal went to Velvet Merkin from Firestone Walker. Fire Velvet Merkin? If I remember correctly, they had that on limited release. Do you know Saber. what a Merkin is? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Velvet, they actually called a beer Velvet Merkin. They did. Didn't they have that at Saver? Maybe not, since your reaction. I thought it was one of the beers they had at Saver. I don't remember it, but but that that's a crazy name for a beer. I may have reacted the same way if they had it at Saver. The I was complaining about Oktoberfest recently, how they're not hitting me right this year. Uh huh. And I mentioned Sam Adams Oktoberfest by name, where I'm like, oh, I didn't like it, and normally I like it. It won a bronze in Oktoberfest Meritzen this year. I th I thought the, the the Sam Adams Oktoberfest was good this yeah. year. I, I'm I'm gonna have to just you know recuse myself because I'm just not tasting them this year for some reason. Not not hit my sweet spot. Mm. 
Oh, St. Nick Bach won uh, silver for the Doppelbach version. Okay, there you go. Hmm, a lot of a lot of whiskey notes. Not loving the whiskey notes. You're not. You're not in. Maybe if we should have taken all these barrel aged beers and done a barrel aged show, that maybe you'd be able to tune in better. Yeah, because you've been pretty critical on all the barrel ages that kind of have slipped into the last couple of shows. Yes, I have, um, and I I think it is a flight issue. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's definitely an issue with me not not liking the whiskey notes when compared to the other beers that we've had before. Right. I'm enjoying this. It's um, when I had the quad by itself recently. The first couple sips were a little rough to get past. I mean, it was very phenolic, a little chalky. And after like two sips, my you know I, maybe I numbed a little bit or got used to it, but I, I started enjoying it a lot after that. Um, this one, well, I've had a bunch of warm ups, so maybe that's part of it also. Uh, but this one doesn't have that. I don't think this one has that character. But like I said, I've you know we're at the end of the show, so who knows? Um, either way, I'm enjoying this, and I like the big oak flavor. I like the big oak flavor in the Boris, and that's one of the ones Greg had an issue with. Um, and the, uh, the Brooklyn, we both kind of didn't rank very high and I had the leftovers the next night and I thought it tasted great the next night. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Oak doesn't, you know, throwing an oak beer in the middle of a non-oak flight could be just a, it's, it, it, it's just, it's a, it's such a strong flavor and, and gives yeah. you such a strong reaction that it, yeah, I mean, I think if you just had oak beers all night, then that would disappear. Would that be too much, though? I mean, that could be a situation where it's like, it's like the year I had the judge oaked and smoked homebrews. Like, the one category uh-huh. was oaked-aged beers and smoked beers. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was just such big flavor after big flavor. And, of course, you got to write, like, paragraphs about the beer. Oh, so your palate got destroyed. It, it was, was rotten. Like, yeah. It was the worst. Um, I'm not picky. Like, which which categories do you prefer not to judge or aren't you qualified to judge? I'm like, I'll judge any, but please don't. Please try not to put me in oaked and smoked. Yeah. Just too hard. Too too tiring on the palate. Well, I imagine a double IPA would be the same way. Well, if you're going through a smoke beer flight. I then mean, again, like, I mean, because double many IPA, times you can, can you say peat or bacon yeah. or... Yeah, that's true. I mean, double IPA, you can switch the hops around. You can change the, you know, the... Yeah, stuff, I just didn't have a good enough vocabulary to do these kind of ones. And I was like, oh, it tastes like ham. Tastes like ham. Smells like ham. Tastes like ham. Tastes like peat. It's very peaty. Peatiness. All right, well, I think it's time to rank. All right. All right, so I'll go first. My number one beer is the Pepe Nero. It was good. It was very good. I think that, uh, you know, once you got past that leatheriness, which comes with the territory when you do a Saison, it really just had great qualities to it. Jeff was talking about a little thing at the end he didn't like. I think that was just the pepper that was there. Um, I think that uh, it was just a really delicious Saison, really satisfied me. Um, you know, more than ever, the beer, it felt complete. There wasn't anything missing. Um, my next would be the Judgment Day, uh, but it it almost is cheating for me 
because I just love quads. Mm-hmm. So a, a good old a good old fashioned sweet quad is is always going to be right in my alley, and yeah, that that was just it, it was it was like slipping me a twenty basically, <laughs> but because of that, it only got second place. The the Pepe Nero was I think a, a more finely constructed beer. Uh, then I go with the Old Soul. The wheat wine was uh, delicious. Had some interesting things, but I think it was one of those uh, st- things that would go away. This is a 2008 vintage that we had, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, does it have a date on? Yes, it does. Okay. And the final one, the blasphemy, like I said, flight matters, and I think that those oak notes did not hit me the right way. Not kind of decadence in this because that was clearly off. Yeah. For me, it's 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 very tight, and you know, ranking isn't necessarily going to reflect, unless you hear my all my caveats and descriptors on why, on what the beer is. Uh, my best beer of the night. It's really going to be a toss up between the uh, the Pepe Negro and the Old Soul. I, I like them both a lot. The uh, I'm gonna have to go Pepe Negro number one because. Man, you give me a good farmhouse. You give me, you give me a good black farmhouse uh-huh. that I've been trying to brew, and, and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> that's the beer I want to make. Uh, very good. The old soul is going to be number two. I think it was. Uh, by just, the way, I should mention old soul is S O L, like yes. the sun, like the Latin word for sun, not S O U L, or S O L E. Right. <laughs> yes, it's not an old fish. <laughs> or the healing shoe. shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, Anyway, the old soul was so well melded this time. I thought it was just luscious. Uh, I loved it. Uh, and it wasn't as filling or sweet as you might think for such a big beer. Uh, number three, this is where it gets really tight. Uh, talk about why I like each. That's each. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> the The Lost Abbey. I think, you know, Greg and I talked about this earlier. I'm going to stick with it was straddling the fence between barley wine and quad and not really estery or phenoly enough Whatever. to be quad. Yeah, he doesn't disagree. So I think it was a, a very good barley wine Beljo experimental <laughs> beer with raisins. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Someone will. A barley wine Beljo. Yes. That, that should be a style. Well, I was like, Great well, American Beer oh, Fest. That's, that's, no, there is. That's number well, 84, Barley Wine Belgium. No, there's Belgium American. That's the that's the, <laughs> that's the American Hop Triple type beer. Okay. Belgium American. So that's where I got the name from. What do they call it exactly? They call it... Hey, it's the Belgium. I can't find it. I almost spent too much time scrolling. So does that mean you're going to be blasphemy before Judgment Day? Just, I mean, just for, for ranking purposes. Uh, it's so hard... That's also what she said. <laughs> okay, Michael Scott. <laughs> He's gone, man. There's no more... That's what she said jokes in the office this year. Um, I, oh, so I talked about why I like the Blasphemy. I liked the Weyerbacher because big oak flavor, very very uh, vanilla, brown sugar, cinnamon... I'm going to go with the Judgment Day 3 and the, the Weyerbacher 4. It just pains me because I don't want to put it in last place. Hard luck loser. But it happens. Yeah, it does happen. 
All right. That's all she wrote. Craft Beer Radio 192, October 3rd, 2011. Hope you enjoyed it. And remember, that's what she said. Is it? It is. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer view.